This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. This week, two different people contacted me about podcasting. One was a psychologist and the other a sales professional, and both were interested in creating a podcast basically for the same reasons. They thought that podcasting would be first a good way to keep in touch with their existing audience or their existing network, and they wanted to use the podcast, of course, to expand their network. They each had similar questions about getting started in podcasting, and I promised I'd write an episode. So, Joe and Jen, this two-part series is for you and for anyone else who's thinking about creating a podcast to advance their career. Today's episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. This week, I was working on my Powerful Presenter course. I was adding a few videos of my own and also adding images from Shutterstock. I use Shutterstock now because the images are extremely affordable. I like that they offer, in addition to subscriptions, you can get on-demand pricing. I usually buy 25 images at a time. And the best part is every size is the same price, so I can get the larger ones without killing my budget. Of course, they have a huge selection, over 25 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and videos, and they add new stuff every day. For your next project, try Shutterstock, especially if you haven't checked it out recently. Go on over to Shutterstock.com. You can sign up for a free account. They don't need the credit card. You can search and look at the images. You can save them to your light box. And then if you're ready to make your purchase or when you're ready to make your purchase, just use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER4 and new accounts will receive 30% off any package. Don't forget, you need to use the code PUBLICSPEAKER4 so that they know I sent you. If you've got a strong passion for something or you're an expert in your field, you probably want to share your knowledge with other people. Maybe you're already active in social media and you're thinking about podcasting. Podcasting is another avenue for sharing your expertise and building your platform. You may be looking for an opportunity to share in a different way or perhaps more deeply than you currently do. Podcasting is certainly one way to achieve those goals. I mentioned that two people this week asked me about podcasting, one of which was Jen, a psychologist, and she co-wrote a book with a very well-known author. Her book coach suggested she start a podcast to establish her own following that is separate from her co-author, and of course to showcase her unique abilities. If she created a podcast, it would allow more people to hear her in action. The other person was Joe. Joe's a salesperson, a sales professional, and his situation is really different. He works for a large, well-known telecommunications company as an enterprise account manager. He's a sales professional who specializes in private fiber networks. He's looking at podcasting as a way of maintaining and growing his professional network, of course, with the end goal of increasing sales. So the question is, should each of these people podcast? Everyone has their own reasons for thinking about podcasting. When I first started, my goal was to expand my network into different markets so that I could reach more people with my messages. When you're deciding if you should podcast, the first step is to be really clear about your goals. Then you'll want to be sure that whatever you create will effectively target the audience you're trying to attract and that that audience demographic actually listens to podcasts. The next question is, well, what type of podcast should you create? You need to think about what kind of content are you going to offer? Some podcasters interview experts, others create original content. Some podcasts are for pure entertainment, and some are for infotainment like this one. Some are for education and some are for inspiration. You'll need to think about what it is that you want to offer to your audience. It should be something that's different from what you already provide and different from what's already available. 
you'll also need to decide if you want to focus on your own ideas or instead curate ideas from your industry. Ultimately, what will make your content different and compelling? At the same time, how much time and money are you willing to invest in the effort? That's important to think about. In Jen's case, it makes perfect sense that she would create original content for her podcasts. However, my advice to her would be to consider recycling whenever possible. That is, to simply repackage something she's already doing and use that as a podcast. For example, she might offer group coaching sessions. She could just simply record those sessions, of course, with permission from the participants, and offer those as podcasts. Another option for her would be to record her speaking engagements, and then have an audio professional divide her talks into several short segments and offer those as podcasts. Of course, she could always create completely new content each week, specifically for the podcast, but that's going to require more time and effort on her part. In Joe's case, he could try recycling too, breaking up his public presentations into short podcast segments like I recommended for Jen. However, in Joe's case, he probably doesn't make that many public presentations and creating original, accurate, technical content on a consistent basis might be difficult considering he's got a full-time job in sales. For Joe, a podcast may not be the best way to achieve his goals. Again, he's a sales professional, and sales professionals generally need contact information. Keep in mind, typically anyone can download and listen to a podcast without providing any contact information. Of course, you can always request listeners to sign up for your newsletter to get their information that way or offer a special offer in an effort to collect their contact information. The downside is that you're likely to collect contact information for only a small percentage of your listeners. However, on the flip side of that, those listeners are ones that have a good, strong relationship with you. For Joe, I would recommend that instead of creating original content, that he focus on being a curator of high-quality content. This way, it positions him as an up-to-date objective resource of related technical information. I would instead focus on providing information to help buyers make better decisions and customers to make better use of the technology. If I were Joe, I think I would try to provide a variety of formats of content from a variety of sources and primarily make the content available via a newsletter and social media links. I would encourage Joe to explore the content his company already creates and to look to what others create in the industry. This would help him not only keep up to date for himself, it also positions him as the go-to person for objective information, that is, objective information in his particular area of expertise. Since Joe is primarily interested in professional contacts, I would encourage him to grow his LinkedIn connections by posting the high-quality content he finds to appropriate groups and also sharing that same information on Quora. This way, after someone reads his posts and decides to join his professional network, he can then invite them to join a newsletter for regular updates. What's good about this plan is that even if the person chooses not to subscribe to his newsletter, he still has a way of directly connecting with them through his network. I think more and more people are considering podcasts. And if you're considering creating a podcast, the first and most important step is to determine if a podcast will be the best way to reach your goals. However, once you've decided a podcast is the way to go, there's so many more things you'll need to consider and plan for. And we'll talk about those in part two of this mini series. This is Lisa B. Marshall, 
the public speaker, helping you lead, influence, and inspire through better communication. Your success is my business. This episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over 20 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips, Shutterstock helps you to take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER4. Today is April 25th, 2013, and we're right at the end of our Smart Talk Challenge. That's at smarttalksuccess.com forward slash challenge. You can enter the challenge up until the end of April. So you can enter still up until the end of April, and we'll be picking the iPad mini winner in the middle of May. It takes just 14 days to complete the challenge, and it's really fun. It's really quick and fun. So if you haven't entered yet, this is your last chance. So go on over to smarttalksuccess.com forward slash challenge to get all the details. Lots of people are joining. They're loving this challenge. Don't lose out on your opportunity. It's smarttalksuccess.com forward slash challenge. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.